0: You're listening to Vince and Matt on the Montreal Marketeers Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Montreal Marketeers. How are you doing, Matt? Very good. Yourself, Vince? Awesome. It's a lovely day. Lovely Saturday. Beautiful weather outside. Nice. time stamping it. What what month are we in right now? No, I'm not time stamping anything. You you, (laughs) you brought the time. We're always trying to bring the worst out of people. Where are we at, Vince? We're here with Sky from Vent Over Tea. Hello. Sky, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh,
1: my name's Sky, and I'm an active listener for Vent Over Tea as well as their uh, partnerships and public relations exec. Perfect. Yeah.
2: So, what exactly is Vent Over Tea?
1: Vent Over Tea is uh, a free active listening service. So, basically, we pair people who are trained in active listening with people looking to vent, and this kind of it varies. It's mainly university students, but we're trying to branch out to a little bit of an older older crowd, and it's just people going through whatever. Like, there's no problem that's too small or too large. Um, yeah. But it, it's fun. It's a non-profit. It's a very fulfilling work.
2: So how did, yeah. how did you first get into this? Were you always a good listener, and you, or is there like something in particular that happened in your life, and you're like, you know what, I'm really going to get into active listening and try to help yeah. people
1: out? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always... I've always really enjoyed listening to people. I think a lot of my friends kind of just naturally have come to me with their problems and like having me listen. And, uh, I heard about Ventovertee through an old coworker of mine and they were doing a community event because we also have like mental wellness community events. Um, So she kind of dragged me there after work. I was like, oh, I don't really know if I feel like sharing shit with random people right now. Like it's not, I don't really (laughs) want to do this, but I went and it was really, really cool. And they kind of gave people uh, the opportunity to do, like try out a little mini event session with, with one of their active listeners. And I did it and like the feeling afterwards of just talking about maybe things that are going on in your mind that like you don't really have an opportunity to vocalize with someone just because it's like our minds are always racing and there's so much stuff going on. Um, it was really nice to just like sit down with someone that you didn't know. That was totally like a third party, non-judgmental, and just there to listen to you no matter what you wanted to talk about. And it was just 10 minutes and it was fantastic. It felt great after. Um, yeah. So immediately I was like, how do I get involved with this? Like, I feel like this service could really help people. Um, and, and listening to people, I, I'm also just very like people curious. I like meeting new people. Yeah. It's, it's really nice to like just chat about random things. So
2: yeah. She says something interesting and I meets mean, the third party part. Yeah. So I think a lot of people say, well, you know, I have friends, like very close friends mm-hmm. that I always tell my problems to and mm-hmm. like, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But what, what really happens when it's someone that's completely neutral and out of a person's life that's just listening? Yeah. How does so, that change things?
1: It, it changed quite a bit. Well, I find because there is a, a certain notion of um, like your friends always want the best for you. They they usually know about your situation, your life, people that you are venting about and will have like kind of a, a like already an idea of, of that person. And so like they're, I don't know, they're...
2: It is a bias. There right. is a bias.
1: Yeah. So they're already like they already are going to have like say certain things that you know you may not want to hear. Um so being a third party is they this person has you have no idea. So as a listener I could I have no idea but it, it I don't know it helps be non-judgmental and not having a bias about these people because you literally don't know the person's life and they're just expressing it for the first time. Okay. Yeah.
2: And and for yourself when you I guess when you were... For, for the first active listening session, did you, did, mm-hmm. did you expect people to open up as much? Like, was there...
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. It is a little bit nerve-wracking being in a listener. I kind of felt like I was on, like, a, a blind date with someone at first. I was like, I don't know who I'm going <laughs> to she- meet. Like, they're just going to meet them yeah. at a cafe and be like, hi, I'm here to listen to you. But it was, it was really nice. It, it turned out... And I think I got lucky the person... Because it can kind of go either way. Um, I find, like, a lot of the people that... Are, are going to go vent. They're e- either very chatty and they already know what they want to talk about, and they're like, it, the, the conversation is kind of just like, it flows naturally. But some people are a little bit more shy, they're more timid, they don't really know what to expect either. It's the first time they're trying this service. Um, so you kind of have to like ask a little bit more, yeah, the more questions. Exactly, yeah. Dig a little bit, ask guiding questions. Um, but my first vent session, I remember the person being very chatty, so it was nice. I think they had used the service before and they, they just wanted to, like, vent about a bad day that they had and just literally get it off their chest. So it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. Has it ever happened that some of the topics get kind of intense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But you sort of... That's when, like, the... And we do a training and everything, and a big part of it is just keeping in mind that you have to be non-judgmental, and you have to, like, take... All of your um, beliefs and values, and kind of like set it aside and just listen to the person, because sometimes they they're gonna get intense. They're gonna they may feel emotional. Some people will express that emotion, however that comes out, and it's just good to like be there for them and listen. And yeah. do you
0: find that it also affects your your mood? Like you you hear this, you know, a few crazy stories yeah. like on individuals, and you obviously feel bad or you're trying to put yourself in their position Mm -hmm. when you go home that day, Mm -hmm. it's like kind of a, a, uh, you have a lift on you or you have a weight on you in terms of what you've been hearing, what you've been trying to help with as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that can happen for me particularly. I've always, I always just feel really good after the sessions. I don't know if it's because I've gotten lucky or whatever it may be, but everyone always seems very thankful at the end of it. So just knowing that they're like, wow, this is so sweet that this exists and it's totally free and I can like come talk with someone random on a Saturday morning. Like, I, I don't know, just that aspect of it. I'm like, oh, that feels so nice. Like it's very rewarding.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I don't usually, I don't usually, but I, I sometimes during, I feel like, whoa, this is heavy. But afterwards, it's always nice to know that like you've helped this person, even if it's just them talking about you know for one hour about whatever is happening
0: okay yes. is, is it time session is it is it an
1: hour well only or can you yeah yeah we stay one hour like it's it typically is an hour but usually sometimes they run longer if, if you don't have anything to do that day then I always say like around one hour I'm like oh is there anything else you want to talk about and if they want to keep venting then I, I usually stay I think I've had a two and a half hour session with someone once yeah yeah but it was
2: nice yeah And have you ever, uh, has there ever been a a ventor that became an active listener after? Has those funny scenarios happened?
1: They do, yeah. Uh, I think one of, I believe his title is uh, the exec of sponsorships. He was, he used the service prior and then got involved.
0: Believed in it.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So
2: how how old is Vento Routine?
1: It's since 2014. Okay. Yeah.
2: So it started off super grassroots, it was... I believe yeah. three people as yeah. part of the company? It was
1: three people. One of them was a psych student um, and they had touch base or she had read about something in one of her classes, a study that had shown that um, just having someone actively listen to you, like having a that soundboard, it was proven to have very positive, um, positive effects on people's mental wellness and their stress levels and their anxiety. Um, so yeah, so she kind of like always had that in mind and then was also dealing with some things. So she was going to see a therapist. And even after she didn't feel like she needed therapy anymore, she still kind of missed that connection with someone, like just meeting up with someone. I don't know how often therapy sessions are, but once every two weeks or something. And then like just having someone to like talk with and get things off of your chest. And so she kind of was thinking like, well, what if there's a service that wasn't therapy, but like just for people to go and vent and to. And uh, she posted on, I think McGill had a Facebook site that was, I forget what it was called. It was like an anonymous site that you could say like, people would post silly things and just write like, hey, cute boy in the library, like I was that girl at this time, like want to go for coffee? It was like an anonymous yeah. kind of, I forget what it was called. It was spotted?
2: Is that it? I'm yes. Spot-
1: yeah, it yeah. was spotted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she she posted on that site. How many about, times did you post on that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I just hear stories. I'm the, I'm the, cute, I'm the cute boy <laughs> I'm in the, the, cute boy. the
0: library that dropped uh, a coffee on you. Or no, I would write, to,
2: who's that cute guy that's six foot three and everybody sees? So everybody would see, who is this cute guy uh, everybody's yeah. talking and about? Then, and then it would you be... You reverse the role. <laughs> yeah. and you reverse the role. <laughs> smart,
1: smart. Uh, but yeah, one of the other uh, co-founders, Chloe, she she saw Sarah's post and was like, that's an amazing idea. Like, we got to do this. Um and Nimra was our first volunteer co- coordinator, and I believe they pitched it as an idea for the Dobson Cup at McGill and won in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
2: Very cool. Yeah. So we said active listening a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the one thing I really want to get into. Um, people hear active listening, mm-hmm. I think the, the immediate response is like, I'm really making an effort to listen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, I'm not paying attention to anything else. Yeah. But is it more than that? Because I don't, to me it's... you. You kind of want to help a person, you want to guide them, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're not, like you said before, you're not a psychologist. Mm -hmm. So, what's what's the where's the barrier of that? Where you like you become you're a listener, an active listener, and then you actually give life advice, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, we're typically the idea is not to give advice, and you just kind of guide the person in a certain way so that they sort of uh, just by vocalizing how they're feeling, kind of figure out what which which path they want to take or or what they want how they want to go about the certain situation um but active listening you are right when you say it is like you're really listening because you are and it's it's listening with the intent of understanding and and really trying to put yourself in that person's shoes and trying to like empathize with them and understand from like or just yeah like really with the intent of wanting wanting to listen and understand that person um and we kind of categorize it in three ways. So there's the listening aspect of it, and then you comprehend what's going on. So that's where the, I'm a third party, I can't be judgmental, no matter what my values are, I have to kind of set that aside comes in. And then uh, the responding, which is, I find the most difficult, because while you're listening, you really want to like pay attention and, and, and listen to this person, but then you also kind of have to... Think of questions that you can ask or that are sort of guiding questions, not yes or no questions um, to kind of like get that person thinking about what they've just told you. So there's a few tactics that we use. Um, We tell people to avoid saying why, because it kind of makes the person feel like they have to justify why they're feeling a certain way, which it shouldn't really be that way. Um, Asking guiding questions, open-ended questions. Validating how they're feeling, Um, normalizing how they're feeling too is another. So there's a couple of tactics that we go through in our active listening training that um, kind of helps you move that conversation along in a way that is still all about that one person that's venting and not not you giving advice and saying like, well, from my experience, this happened because I mean that's how people connect. Like when you meet someone, you're like. Oh, I had a really bad day yesterday, my car broke down. You're like, oh shit, that happened to me the other day. Like it was awful, and blah, blah blah. And that's how you connect, right? You share experiences. But in this case, it's really just about that one person and and like the conversation being fully focused on them.
2: So if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. And correct correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yes. So let's say you're you're going through a conversation mm-hmm. and in your mind someone's talking about something and they may not realize how much this one Situation or act is impacting them. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of ask questions, open-ended questions to guide them to reflect on that certain thing in yeah. particular? Is that how...
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think people kind of have an idea already of what they want to talk about when they sign up for the session. But yeah, you can kind of... Uh, you, you can kind of like notice when people are, they keep coming back to something or like you can tell that it's visibly bothering them and yeah, kind of ask guiding questions. Actually, you used a technique right there when you, paraphrasing is one of them. So if you say like, if I understand correctly and just hearing someone else paraphrase what you've just said, is like, oh shit, yeah, that's what I meant. That's cool. Like, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: And do you find like, <clears throat> so a, a normal mentor, I'd mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. is there a pattern of, they come for a session a week and then with time they come less or they start slowly, slowly because they're shy then mm-hmm. they do a bunch of sessions and they stop? Mm-hmm. Or is venting really kind of a long-term thing you want to do just for stability?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think because we're trying to stay a little bit different to therapy because it's not therapy, it's, it's, um, it's different than that, um, we try to encourage people to actually not come for like weekly sessions because you sort of build a relationship, I guess, with like the, like you would a therapist. Um, but kind of also along those lines, uh, like the people that are signing up for vent sessions, they don't know who they're going to be venting with. They, it's always anonymous. So it's not like you could like build a rapport with someone, one of the venters and like continue to see them, um, uh, as like a therapist. Cause we just want to like stay different than, than what therapy is. Um, but yeah, I would say people probably do like once a month, a session, like if ever there's something frustrating, like you want to go like once a month and just like talk about it. Um, we have had people that come like once every two weeks weekly. Um, but at that point we do, uh, we do kind of make sure that we let the person know there are other resources available. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more regular and stable and, kind of, like a therapist or other resources in mcgill concordia that kind of stuff yeah because yeah. I, I
2: guess there must be a certain line where you kind of know that this is yeah it's like this is really bad and it's inventing's not enough
1: exactly yeah yeah okay. yeah
2: and what happens to let's say someone has a really stressful day mm-hmm. and something actually really it's like something you, the person really doesn't want to talk about mm-hmm. and i'm assuming what a uh Like a psychiatrist or you'll have like the non disclosure agreements or like we won't talk about that Mm -hmm. the patient confidentiality. What does that happen what happens in that scenario? Like someone wants to come to vent, they want to try it out, but they're also scared to talk about. Are they protected in certain ways or
1: Mm, for the people coming to Vent?
2: Yeah. Like
1: I mean, I I think people that are signing up for the Vent sessions are willing to talk about certain things. Um, there have been instances when by asking certain questions and maybe it kind of takes a turn where the person's like, Oh no, no, like I don't want to talk about this. So we always sort of, I mean, body language is a big thing too. If you kind of notice that that person's sort of like, I don't want to talk about that. Then you sort of say like, we don't have to talk about this. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I think often people come with the intent to vent and they're like ready to talk about it if they've signed up for a vent session. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. I'm just thinking back. It's, it's, it's funny enough it's, it's a relationship I feel like I'm <laughs> an active listener we last years. and funny I'm on a serious note that's true. I just want so to say that's how we met y- you, you did not listening.
2: you did not use active listening techniques Pascal. apparently I did so if, <laughs> if someone's a good active listener And I'll
0: have to i have to record the account list of hours every day that my wife says that we talk too much that maybe we'll be future husband and husband one day it's very possible who knows <laughs> but um, if I think back to how met though on a serious note it was through active listening and it's true does it does create a bond that's Mm -hmm. very different with the individual yeah i was it's a bit off topic but i was i was listening to masters of scale with reed hoffman and and they were talking about um how communication with a younger generation with the older generation um, having that communication um, is hugely valuable for both parties Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how just having kids at a young age read to uh, someone in old folks' home. Mm-hmm. And having that person listen and share stories and how the the story that the, the child is reading impacts the conversation and how now that facility, that old folks' home, um, the amount of medication they're giving out mm-hmm. has reduced drastically. Mm-hmm. Medication, I mean, medication as in, you know, uh, ensuring that people are happy or not that type of medication, where yeah. they're not dispersing that in as much mm-hmm. Because the, the fact of the, the, old, the old folks' home or the older person kind of helping the younger generation is going twofold now mm-hmm. and forth. there's so something yeah, yeah there's something diving. really
1: nice about intergenerational because that you there's so, so much of an age gap there's yeah. like both parties offer very different things yeah we actually had a, um, a community event recently that was called togetherness and loneliness and togetherness and it was aimed at younger people so like teenagers and then elderly people so like 70 plus kind of brought those two age groups together because they tend to be the ones that are the most lonely and paired people up and got them to kind of do like mini event sessions and it was so nice I chatted with this older woman kit and I don't think I've ever like I said things to her that I've never even said out loud I was like oh my god this is wild like within 10 minutes it was really really nice just to have that like older person to chat with and I think like vice versa like you said it's nice for them to be able to to yeah, talk to younger the, people
0: and the experiences they have like mm-hmm. you have to realize at, at 70 years old you've got a ton of experiences yeah, you yeah. Know, positive and or negative exactly right? and that could help guide someone who could skip a few stages mm-hmm. and not experience those as well or mm-hmm.
2: well, at least have perspective when it's yeah. experienced
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly yeah, yeah. Well, it's, very, it's very interesting the power of, of just simple communication is simple conversation in yep. an hour. yeah you know yeah exactly any, any reason why it's vent over tea not vent over coffee vent uh, <laughs> over anything I'm, I'm just is, it, is yeah. it because oh, God. Yeah, wait I'm wait. assuming because tea for me symbols calming Like I think of chamomile. I think of just having a nice warm cup of tea and a good conversation I don't associate coffee with that but I know a lot of people do yeah I'm just curious
1: I think I think along those lines yes like tea is you don't want to say vent over coffee because coffee is like you know oh, ah, right. I got energy. any energy yeah, yeah but right. uh, and I, I think it just rolls off the tongue better vent over tea um but uh yeah i think it's like it's more calming it's yeah yeah
2: what about Ventover drinks is, is that is that a possibility <laughs> like that, uh, yeah, i thought you were like, gonna say something like else like i was like, Ventover. like oh man a lot of people are nervous like to, to me when i see it yes they yeah. open up when they start drinking because they the barriers go down a bit like, Not, Ventover like wine. a beer or yeah. wine yeah because, I, I, like, I, do you I have those see, oddball I, requests? You know what? I could see no, wine. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I, I could see. I mean, for you, Matt, since you, you just told us how you've tried all kinds of different bottles of wine in the past five years, mm-hmm. so for sure, vent over wine uh, or some people, cognac or whatever would be mm-hmm. interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I could see the the problem with that. Uh,
1: yeah, it is. It's intimidating. I think. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. And but it will
0: change habits too, not only in in a, in a good way sometimes, in a negative way too. Yeah. So manners might be. But, but wine is a very good point because people do, uh, you know, a glass of rosé or a glass of wine and you chat. It helps. Yeah, it it's, helps it's open up
1: yeah. the... Yeah. But yeah. I think because we're, like, wellness-oriented, we don't mm-hmm. want to, like, yeah. associate with alcohol or anything. But but it, it always helps me. <laughs> like, a <laughs> glass of wine is always nice. <laughs> I, find,
2: I find, like, it's, a, it's it's very unique where... what I, What I like about the whole concept is... Mm-hmm everybody op- I find that everybody opens up in their own ways everybody has their own comfort zone mm-hmm. and that's the the cool thing about active listening is you have to find that comfort zone like, yeah that to me is the the fun part as a as an active listener is like the challenge of I was able to get someone comfortable enough to mm-hmm. be able to talk and mm-hmm. actually get back the feeling of like this person has a better day today mm-hmm. so that's that's why I love the concept that you guys are going after because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the real challenge as a volunteer mm-hmm. but for, for you you're also a volunteer and all mm-hmm. this like what, what's the benefit? Like, if anybody wants to join, I know you're. it's closed off right now, just not accepting any volunteers, <laughs> but if anyone wants to join, like, what, why would you join this? Why would you help out the people?
1: Um, I mean, that's a really good question. I, it, for everyone, it's different. For me, it was more, I just, like, feel nice after the event sessions. Like, it's, it's good to know. And like I said, I'm very people-curious, so it just felt like a, a natural kind of thing for me to want to volunteer for. Um, but I think like within universities because we have a lot of like uh, universities at ambassadors at Concordia and McGill and it's a really nice way to, to, to meet new people and to sort of get involved within your university behind a good cause and like people who um, who use the service are always super thankful so that's really nice but also it was I was no- I noticed there was like a, a lack of it's really fi- hard to find like community events to go to like this might I don't know if this sounds weird but like that aren't like you know back in the day people would go to a church because like and you like knew everyone at the church and it was like a little like your community it's I find like if you don't already have a circle of friends it's it's hard to sort of find like different different places to meet new people and I think that's why we kind of do all these community events as well because a lot of the people that use the service are Um, they're coming from across the world to McGill for the first time and they don't know anyone at the university and everyone else is like grown up in and around the Montreal area and they already know like all of their friends and so I think that part of it too, really like as a volunteer it's just nice to to go to these things and like meet new people but that's I don't know just around like a nice event. Do
0: you you find it's uh, people spread the word of their experience or is it more hush hush because they're also kind of shy to say that Mm. they do
2: you as, a, that? as a listener or as a venter?
0: No, as, as a, as a, as a, as a mentor. Yeah. As a venter. just to kind of say, hey, I, I did this, it was really cool. You should try it. Yeah. Does that open them up to like, why would you do that? Yeah. I just wonder, I'm, I'm curious, is no, it harder to promote because of that too? To it, people. it is.
1: It's a really good question. And I think it's something that we want to focus more on, um, because I don't, because there is something to be said about hearing someone else try something and, them saying like oh this really helped me you guys should try it um more and more I think people are breaking the stigma on on mental health and like everyone's talking more openly about it but but yeah it it would be nice if we could collect some like testimonials of people that have used the service I think it would definitely help promote the service and and like I don't know it is a little bit intimidating so I think if people see that other people have used it and it's helped them maybe they'd be more inclined to use it as well
0: yeah I think of you know it's more the online sources now of the communities that are built online mm-hmm. that represent Vaudreuil, living in Vaudreuil and loving it, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's up, uh, Montreal? And mm-hmm. Those type of community communities. Um, that's where this would probably work as well mm-hmm. spread
1: the news. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah.
0: So long term,
2: what, what's the vision of the the company?
1: I think we're trying to. I mean, it's something that's it's, it's really like it's been like we've been working on this stuff a lot as of recently we've grown our team of listeners we've grown our team the exec team um moving forward i think we want to try to do more um active listening workshops so that's something that we offer within schools uh we're trying to do it more at larger companies for managers kind of in Teach people the skill of active listening because it is something that's beneficial if you're a manager or it's going to help if you. A negotiator. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of exactly. Yeah, um, anyone that's kind of in the in the work field uh, could benefit from active listening. So we're trying to do that a little bit more, um, as well as you know potentially have active listeners on site in in larger corporations. So you do have that third party. If you've had a shitty day at work, you can just run in to go see someone quickly and be like, "This happened," without you know gossiping amongst your coworkers, because that also sort of creates a, a worse work environment if everyone's kind of talking amongst each other. So, if there's that third party there, maybe that'll uh, change things a bit. But yeah, I think leaning more towards bigger, bigger community events, um, active listening workshops, and sort of how can we um, help like larger companies with their employees and their, their mental wellness.
2: And for yourself personally, I'm,
1: I personally, I really like the idea of, uh, being within larger companies and kind of being that third party there. I think that's super cool. I think a lot more, um, larger companies are kind of leaning towards the whole mental wellness movement. They want their employees to like feel like they're heard. They want, I don't know. They want people to, to want to come to work and feel that, their company like is there for them and supports them no matter what um so if we can kind of like help with that i feel like that's like that's what i think is like cool and up and coming yeah yeah for sure
0: mm-hmm. vince yeah i, I have uh, <laughs> the final the final question um if you had to choose three people to vent over mm-hmm. tea with mm-hmm. Um, who would they be and they could be you know, someone that passed away so who's venting and who's listening yeah, yeah no, you're, you're I'm, <clears throat> sorry I'm it's an saying, exchange a, a communication let's make it that you just want to vent the person could vent to you yeah. you're active listening and you're yeah. having that two way conversation mm-hmm. over tea who would who would those three people be that's a good question
1: I think probably <laughs> just because I'd want to hang out with them I think Larry David for sure would be like one of the first ones. I think he's hilarious, and I would just want to. I would listen to him talk for hours. Anyways, it doesn't even matter. Like, but uh, he'd be he'd be nice to have have tea with. Bent over tea. Um, I don't know who else. Who would you guys have tea with?
2: Reversing.
0: I know. I'm so right sorry. Here. I'm like I'm trying to buy time. Before, like. Well, look, I can tell you we've asked that question. Yeah. Uh, we've got some some very different answers mm. you know we had someone who owned vince's barber barbershop to. Mm-hmm. no no yeah. i have someone someone owned the barbershop okay. was telling us how they would love to cut the hair of mm-hmm. the individual that showed them how oh. to actually first when they're young that's interesting um, that's really nice yeah so there's there's a ton of different answers me personally i would like to choose maybe like my grandfather mm-hmm. um, his experiences to mm-hmm. have to vent because I'm sure you have a ton to vent over and I also didn't have the chance to, to talk with him much he had yeah. passed away when I was maybe I think four years old, six mm-hmm. years old so I was very young so to have that experience would be pretty cool mm-hmm. I think so that would be my that's really nice my yourself Matt? I have you. I don't know. That's all. You're the only oh, person I have to mention. There to this. you go. There we go. I know. I get that one hour session every day. So yeah. you're saying people don't come back usually every week or every day. Not or, that's I mean, uncommon, right? Yes,
1: not usually. Yeah. It does happen, but it's it's usually like a
0: monthly okay. thing. He's built a relationship with the individual. So that's a big no no. hmm
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Am I at the point where I can charge hourly for this venting? Is that way? <laughs> but you have to
2: actively listen. That's the problem. Yeah, you're just, you you're just uh, a listener. You can't play video games while no, listening. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank you very much for no your time. Problem. Thank I, you, guys. I appreciate it. This was awesome. I hope we actively listened. 100%. And
1: yeah. So
2: if anybody wants to vent or become an active listener eventually mm-hmm. where do they reach out to you what's the process
1: uh you can go you can follow us on instagram bent over t uh on facebook as well it's VentoverT, over Tea, and you can sign up for our newsletter online and we kind of send out a monthly newsletter with all the available stuff uh positions and ongoing uh, community events as well perfect
2: well thank okay. you very much it's very fun thank you. thank you guys thank you
0: very much for your time we hope you like this week's episode and if you'd like to reach out to us or just want to simply check out our previous episodes, visit our website, Montreal Marketeers, that's with two e's. dot com. You can also download our weekly episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.